Hello, and welcome to the Tavern Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Tenkar, your bartender in the OSR, and this is another in our series of interviews, or fireside chats, with the designers and makers of our community. Today we have Jerry, also known as the Noble Herald Frog from Frog God Games. Jerry, thank you for joining me today. Welcome. Thanks for the invite. So, Terry, I'm going to ask you a series of, of questions, just five questions, but it's going to give us a little background into your history in gaming. And uh, then we will move on from there, however it goes. It's going to be, uh, I call it uh, a hex crawl. We go in whatever direction the conversation takes us. So, Jerry, your first question. Uh, tell us about your first RPG experience. Actually, a newcomer to RPG. Really? I've been playing back around, right at the end of second edition where third edition came out. And the first game I remember playing in was Elemental Evil. Huh. For some reason I thought class or anything, I just playing a druid and his Animal companion was a bear. <laughs> nice. I've been in and out of the game world since then. Now, see, I, I would have uh, guessed you to be a grognard, so I guess you aren't. Or you're a late blooming grognard or something like that. All right. So, when that came. so then, uh, Jerry, what's your mechanic? that was. <laughs> what is your go-to RPG system? Which one do you prefer? I still keep talking to see if it. Yeah. Or do I need to change? We'll uh, perverse on. It's probably the wrong word, but we'll we'll struggle through this. Uh, Jerry, what your preferred game system then is? What Pathfinder these days, or? I just changed to my phone. Is this any better? Uh, yes. Okay. All, All right. right. So, so time out again. We're we're early enough into this, and all the heck with it. Our my my, my audience uh, likes to see me struggle anyway. So, Jerry, <laughs> what, what is your preferred RPG system? Right now, it's it's probably. 5e uh it was pathfinder for a long time until it got so cluttered that uh a lot of the stuff didn't even make sense it 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 got to be just like 3.5 right before they went to fourth edition 
there were just, in my opinion, too many choices. Well, yeah, they, I know they've called, you know, Pathfinder Mathfinder, but I think some of the issues with Pathfinder were the constant official splat books that kept on adding new options, new classes, new new dials to turn. Uh, e even those that I think like to do optimizations probably had too many choices. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I'm not real enthusiastic about uh, 2.0 either. Uh, a lot of people aren't. I have not checked out those beta rules. But uh, from what I've heard, the feedback that I've heard is that it's turning Pathfinder into 5e. And if you're already playing 5e, you have your system of choice. And if you're still playing Pathfinder, you made your, you, you've decided on your system of choice. So making it more like 5e might not be the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So since you came in with the uh, third, with, with uh, third edition, we'll skip right. the race. We'll we'll skip the races class uh, question, but we're going to ask you about the save or die mechanic. Where, where do you stand on that? That's that's actually kind of a hard question for me to answer because if I'm a player, I don't like it. On the one hand, but you know it gives me a chance to play something else. On the other hand, if I'm if I'm the, the game master, I like it because it if my players had picked something that causes problems for me, I can make them create a new character. <laughs> well, all right. You, you know, and I think part of that divide does seem to fall upon uh, whether you are primarily a player or a GM. I, I know as a as a player, I, I'm probably not the biggest fan of the mechanic. As a GM, I think uh, if it's used like spice lightly, it, yeah, it can, be, it can be very flavorful. It's it's when opening every door becomes save or die that uh, I, I think you're gonna get a lot of pushback from your players. But yeah, you no, no, you can't use it more than once every ten sessions or so. Yeah, you gotta be you gotta be very light with it. You gotta be ju judicious with its use, or else it's gonna smack you in the face. Right, right. You're gonna wind up losing players. Yeah. Now, I normally ask folks what the teenage year would think of, and, and if they looked at what you were doing at this point in your life. But you weren't gaming when you were a teenager, but you were gaming uh, and came in with third edition when you came into the hobby, Jerry. Did you think that you would be associated with some company like Frog God Games and uh, actively be part of, I guess, their customer service? No. By, by no stretch of the imagination did I ever think I would be associated with somebody like Frog God Games. So, Chair, uh, how, how did you get the position? I mean, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I back ended my way to being associated with Frog Guy Games with uh, Swords and Wizardry Light, but um, and I never expected to be associated with them long term. And I'm like, like part of my family now in gaming. H how did you 
how did you get the uh, responsibilities that you have? Well, I, when they did the Pathfinder wrapping that hook, I I bought the you know the the whole package. But in 2015, I came into some money through an inheritance, and the Kickstarter they were running right after the start of that year. That, I think that was a, one of the first times they did the Temple Dallas. Oh, where, okay. Where they they pay for your room, your badge, your food. All you have to do is get there. Right. And I live in Houston in the in the cons in Dallas. You know, it's like four hours. <laughs> so I bought into that. And went out there and, and met everybody and took pictures and and uh, bought three signed posters from Larry Elmer and you know just had a great time. And then in in sixteen, two thousand sixteen, I was going to buy into another Temple Dallas, and I think it was Matt that, that told me. Uh, no, don't do that. Said, you know, something to the effect of we don't require our friends to uh, buy into seeing us again. Nice. So I switched it over and got the uh, metal bound book. Wow. <laughs> I've held and, them once. Amazing stuff. Yeah. And paid my own way up there for 2016 and it was somewhere right around in there I started posting on Paizo about the Kickstarters and you know it, it just went like that for a while and I, I think it was before 2016 and then I went to the 2016 con and I bought the uh, S&W book and that's where Bill and Matt started calling me the Herald Frog. Nice. And Matt signed, signed the book and he signed it Noble Herald Frog. So, you know, from there, then I just started posting on, on Paizo and N-World and you know, uh, then I, I got emails from everybody in Frog God Games, so I just started sending messages to them. Hey, there's a comment on the on this Kickstarter. I think you need to answer. You know, you need to come back and comment. And it just it expanded from there, and now. Here I am. It's amazing how that works out. I, I, I mentioned before we uh, we started the show, but I mentioned that I was talking with uh, Zach earlier today, and yeah. Zach and Zach told me that you probably save him up to two hours a day on his responsibilities <laughs> because you field. Uh, he goes. He goes. You're like a triage nurse. You you. you <laughs> 
I, I, I'm, I'm just quoting, man. I'm just quoting. He goes, you're like a triage nurse. You, 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 you set everything up, and you, you know, pretty much decide how important the problem is, and you let him or Bad Mike, you know, you, you, you just set, you set him up for success to take care of whatever issues crop up, and that, in and of itself, is amazing. Well, Mike and, and Zach both had told me that they couldn't do what I do. They don't. They don't want to do what I do. <laughs> well, that 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 could be an issue there too. But yeah, that's uh, that, that's that's and customer service is not easy, and. Uh, to be able to deal with people and identify their problem and calm them down as you get their problem solved, that that takes a natural ability to some extent. That's yeah. And, and you just stumbled yourself into that position. Yeah. It, actually, that's a pretty good description. I just kind of stumbled into it. Jerry, that is awesome. Well, I understand that your responsibilities might be expanding a little bit with the uh, upcoming uh, Lost Lands Kickstarter. Well, it it actually my uh, responsibilities expanded about I think it was City of Brass Kickstarter when I got uh, promoted to Crab. Collaborator, I can't even collaborate. Oh, oh. Yeah. oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Zach was and, mentioning that you take care of the facts and. Uh, well, I didn't. I didn't start doing the FAQ until Ten Card. But what I wound up doing on the Ten Card Kickstarter was going through the comments and looking to see, see if I could find questions that I thought might be asked more than once and okay. then pull that out put it in the faq and hopefully get an official answer to put with that and we wound up because i looked at the faqs on the other kickstarters and they might have had one or two questions in there you know, and, and and in the comments, there were questions being asked multiple times. And I've seen the Frog God Games Kickstarter comments, and they really move. They they get dozens, if not hundreds, of comments in a week's time. If you're not on top of that, you're, you're going to miss questions. And, and Tenkar wound up having 20 FAQ questions. So no. I'm, I'm not. I don't even have an idea what's going to happen on the lot on the campaign setting Kickstarter. Yeah, I, don't, I well, I, I know that also afterwards they're doing a digital initiative with that, which will be probably like a new uh, Discord community related to it. So uh, I am guessing that you are going to be picking up a few extra. Uh, Conversations are going to have to be tracking. 
Yeah. Hey, Mage is asking if it's okay to jump in. Uh, Pex, if he's Pex, Pex will. Uh, uh, Pex answered him. Pex answered him. Oh, is it okay to jump? I guess Mage wants to wants to jump in and talk. If you have a question, Mage, if you got a question, just type it into the text, and we'll uh, address it as quickly as we can. So now. You've been saying the ten car Kickstarter, but I think you mean Teagle Manor, because if I was like, "Wow, Frog God is kickstarting me," yeah, this yeah. is going to be this well, is going to be interesting. I I was <laughs> saying Teagle, or I thought I was. Yeah, Maybe okay. I yeah, you, oh, I, I think it said ten car once. I was like, "Wow, I'm being kickstarted." I wish somebody would tell me. <laughs> I wonder what the expectations are. If it's anything. If I'm anything like my wife, I'll I'll be late to everything by at least five minutes. But it, if memory serves me correctly, I think we went we finally met last North Texas. We finally did, Jared. Yeah. Fin that and and that was nice. That was a, I met a lot of people last North Texas because it seemed like the whole Frog God extended family was finally there. It yeah. was it was huge. We 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 packed we packed a sizable room. Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm sure somebody's going to want to know this uh, as one the answer to the following question. Are you going to be running any games at North Texas? No. Uh, they'll, they'll, they'll no, be I, no I, I don't run games at North Texas. If anything, I, I may play in a couple, but usually I walk around with a a big camera stuck on my hip and <laughs> taking pictures. Well, I hope you share the pictures. Making memories. Because, uh, you know, play, I, I'll be honest with you, I, I haven't played in a game or a scheduled game at North Texas. I, I've done pickup games. I haven't played as a player probably in two years now. This yeah. Because Frog God has me running games or working the table, and yeah, I'll be, like that's what I'll be doing at uh at GaryCon, and then I think North Texas there, uh, James Spawn's going to be running some games. Yeah, probably using the uh, the Teagle Manor, uh, huge ass cloth map that they're putting together. I'm looking forward to that hugely. Now, Bill is. Supposedly, Bill is going to be running a Teagle Manor game at North Texas, but it is a limited access game. Ah, one of the ones that you got to like donate to get into, I'm guessing? Uh, that, I don't know. Hmm. We'll have, to, we'll have to track down an answer for that one later. I, I yeah. played, I've played in uh, Bill's games. I've played in Matt's games. Uh, they both play very differently. Uh, Bill's a bit looser with the rules, uh, but they both can handle huge groups, twenty plus. I, I, play, I played in one of match games. I have not played in a Bill Webb run game. I think I need to this year. Uh, here's the difference between. Uh, Bill and uh, and Matt in, in a nutshell. 
Uh, Matt stands on chairs and tables as he GMs. Uh, Bill Webb rolls giant dice on the floor. So there that 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 is the nutshell. There's a lot. There's other parts that are different to it, but in a nutshell, expect Matt to scare you the shit out of you as he climbs on tables and walks along these tables that are next to each other to address the group. And Bill Webb is at the center of the group with uh, dice like you know half the size of your head or more rolling <laughs> on the floor. Uh, ro- rolling on the floor. So the, you know, if you ask me to like say what's the main difference, that that's the main difference. The style is a little bit different, but they're both uh, improv and they can both handle large groups. I think they're both trying to uh, scooch down the numbers that they that they generally run with. Uh, I, you know, I, I think I think the game I set in Matt's I think it was in 2015, and we might have had 20 people playing. Oh yeah, I, Jerry, I uh, I believe it. I here here my, my quick story of my first Mac game. It was my first uh, North Texas, so this has to be I don't know 2013, 2014. It's at the old hotel, well the prior hotel, when uh, Frog yeah. Guy would get its own room. With a with a vending table that nobody ever found because it was in the room with the game, so who the hell went there? But uh, Matt's there and he's starting off on the chair and then he's on the table and we've got I don't know easily twenty one twenty two people sitting there. Matt handles initiative within the party by dexterity. He has everybody sit by their dexterity scores going high to low, and like I said, we got over twenty people. And in walked these kids, which I didn't know at the time, was Bill's son and daughter, and I think two of Bill's goddaughters. So in walked these four kids, and they want to play. So already we've got over 20. Now we're adding four more to the group, and Dennis Sester, Dr. Dennis Sester, mutters loudly, Will somebody kill these kids? And I fucking lost it. I it was it was <laughs> hilarious, and Matt handled it fine. He handled the group. Uh, it was impressive as always. I don't know how how he could do it, and uh, you know, and he handled you know Rach. That was her first weekend really of of playing RPGs, except for one session of Tunnels and Trolls I ran her through when we were recording. Yeah. So, yeah, it's amazing what they can do. Now, you only go to North Texas as a, a convention, no others? Yeah. I, I, I've, I have done of the, you know, the three OSR cons now. I've done Game Hall. I've done Gary Con. I've done North Texas. North Texas was my first. And uh, they always say something about your first love. It's always special. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's something very special about North Texas, and I think it's the intimacy. You you get 400, 450 people compared to what twenty two hundred at GaryCon, probably I don't know fifteen hundred plus at Game Hole. The intimacy well, now, is huge at North Texas. Well, now I I used to attend a con here in Houston at Rice University, 
It's called Owl Con. Okay. And matter, of fact, matter of fact, when uh, Paizo had PF1 uh, play test out, I started running Pathfinder games at Alcon. And I, I did that for about four years, and, and then I, I just quit going. Hmm. See, I, I, prior to North Texas, I think I went to two conventions in my life prior. I think it was Gen Con 25 back in 93, 94, and a convention at Columbia University in Manhattan. I had to be, God, I want to say I was 19 or 20. So we're going back over 30 years. Yeah. And I had, I had never been to Gen Con. Well, I'll I'll never be going again. It's reached the size where I find it incomprehensible that I'll have any kind of enjoyment. Just too much, too many people. Uh, it's and I'm from I'm from New York City, and I was a police officer for twenty years. I I I know crowds. Uh, I I worked New Year's Eve a couple of times uh, down with the ball drop, but you cannot. I was getting paid for that crap. Uh, you couldn't pay me to, to be a part of a crowd of a hundred thousand at a gaming convention. No way. I'm I'm not gonna have fun. I'm gonna I'm gonna feel crushed and yeah. North Texas is such a perfect size. If you want to meet people in the industry in the old school gaming, North Texas is is the place to be. It's where you're gonna you know shake hands with Merle Rasmussen. You know, possibly sit down for breakfast with Matt Finch. I mean. It's amazing what you can do. Talk and with Frank. Talk with Frank Mentzer. Talk with Frank. You know, I, 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 I've told this story once or twice, maybe not in the podcast. I guess it was going to be two years ago now. Uh, I'm talking with Merle Rasmussen, and Frank Metzner comes up. It's right before he wanted to launch his Kickstarter. And Frank comes up, and he's participating in a conversation, patiently waiting, I guess, to, to to step in with what he wants to talk about. And coming up from behind Frank is uh, none other than James Spahn. This is James. James is in his moment. It's his first convention, first North Texas. And then James comes up behind Frank Metzner and pulls his shirt up to his chin to, to flash me uh, man boobies. And I had to try to keep a straight face and not laugh. Ray saw it and was grinning ear to ear. And then I, Merle at sort of the corner of his eye, I think, and was was polite enough not to say anything. But yeah, <laughs> I, I don't think I don't think Frank ever knew what was passing behind him. But and that's just the general attitude of, of North, North Texas is so relaxed. You and yeah. you know you can sit down with pretty much anybody for a meal or uh, at the at the bar or just at the uh, in a hotel general seating area. It Sit down. Trust me, you're gonna want to talk with, with with somebody. It yeah. really is. So I'm glad you're going again this year. Well, I Frog God paid my way last year because about this time last year, um, the two previous years I used my income tax refund to go, but. I didn't 
I wasn't going to be able to go in 2018. And Zach, in his infinite wisdom, said, no, uh, give me some time. And he came in. And Bill also came in and said, no, you're going. Good. And I said, okay. <laughs> well, you, well, one does not say no to Bill Webb. So, I mean, that. that... No, no, no. <laughs> and, and yes, I, I do. I do things for Frog God Games, and it's in a volunteer basis. And no, I'm not getting paid, but I'll tell you how generous Bill Webb is, is that last year and the year prior, I got two tapestries. I got the Bargegate tapestry and the World Map tapestry. Nice. For free. And this year, Bill has said, you pay for nothing. God bless. You know, and, I mean, I don't see that I'm doing all that much. You know, it, I spend maybe 30 minutes a day on the computer just to let them know what's happening. And this is the benefit that I get. It's amazing to me. You are appreciated for what you do. It's remarkable to me. Well, like I said, uh, Zach stated flat out, you are the triage nurse. You, you take care of issues before they become problems. And... That takes a very hopefully, special skill. Hopefully, I do. Hopefully, I do. Sometimes I feel like maybe I'm a pest because I, I may have to remind them two or three times, but the problem usually gets solved. Well, you know, if you're dealing with uh, Bill and Zach, they are generally also juggling multiple projects and multiple. Uh, Issues at the same time, so yeah, you might have to, you might have to bug them, but in the end, I think it's greatly appreciated. Obviously, it's greatly appreciated. Yeah, the the big problem we're dealing with now is the overseas shipping cost, and, and and we're trying. I've been begging people, if you know, posting in comments, posting here on Discord. If you're an overseas customer and you know a reputable, reliable print-on-demand printer in your country or in Europe or in Australia or anywhere else, please let us know. We will contact them and see if we can't arrange for them to print the book so that the you won't be paying $130 shipping for a $50 book. Yeah, it, it's painful. And it's only gotten worse over the last couple of years. And I used to uh, ship some stuff overseas once in a while. 
and I had to just stop doing that. It, it, you, you can't. It is literally cost prohibitive. And uh, these Kickstarter creators that are years late on their Kickstarters and have people overseas that are due uh, items, part of their you know projects, are, are going to be uh, pretty much shit out of luck with the way things have changed over the last couple of years. I, I don't even, I'm not even sure what the price, you know, the last five or six years, overseas shipping has probably doubled, if not more. So, yeah. I don't see it getting any better. No, it's not, because our postal service is constantly losing money, so they're definitely not going to lower costs. They're only going to increase it. So. I, I see, I see Zach posted uh, laughing out loud, and then he puts Keith's mouth shut. Yeah, well, you know, oh, here's look at that. Zach actually is listening in. Yeah, Zach, we only yeah. said we only said nice things about you, nothing bad whatsoever. <laughs> oh, he says he was laughing about shipping. <laughs> yeah, well, like I said, ship, actually, shipping is it's not a laughing matter. Well, uh, you know, if you don't laugh, you cry, right? So sometimes you gotta. Uh... <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So, well, Jerry, I mean, uh, I know, I I know, going into this, you were a little bit nervous. How do you feel now? Pretty good. See, I, talk, I listen. Uh, I, I, the reason why, and uh, if if you see uh, Ian McCarthy at North Texas, you can thank him for this. Ian made the suggestion that we should not call these interviews; we should call them fireside chats. Because it isn't like an interview. It's not formal. It's very relaxed. We just have a conversation. And that's what we had. And when you, when you sent me the message earlier in the, uh, yesterday or, you know, a few days ago that uh -huh. said, after the questions, it becomes a sandbox and we just go wherever, you know, that, that helped to calm my nerves. Well, Jerry? Uh, I'm glad that you uh, took the time out of your day to join us. You took your time out of your day, and now that means like Zach's got like two hours of catching up to do because you weren't around to uh, do your triage. Exactly. He's going to have to do it. He's going to have to do it his damn self. Yeah, you <laughs> see. <laughs> Payback for a bitch, Zach. <laughs> uh, Jerry, I want to see. I won't. Wear a goddamn it, Zach shirt, because I don't look great. I don't like I I don't like shirts that go around. I need a V neck. I don't I can't do crew, but we gotta make we gotta talk to Skeeter and make sure you get a goddamn it, Zach shirt. I I'm, I'm sure Zach will love that. I already have one. Oh well, there you go. I I bought one last year. Well, you see, it, 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 Zach, I have a long memory. Uh huh. Wait. wait it, we know you do. Well, Jerry, again, thank you for taking the time of your day to join us. I, I, I appreciate it. The listeners appreciate it. Um, and I'm, I'm glad you had a good time. I, I hope the people that did listen in uh, maybe learned something, maybe, you know, had a, had a laugh or two. Well, and I, I, I wish everyone a long and happy life. 
and a long and happy gaming experience on top of that. And and folks, you, you look at uh, Jerry, look at me. Uh, okay, both of us kind of uh, woke up one day and realized that we were involved in the gaming industry without even trying. It can happen. It can happen to you too. Don't ask us for the yeah. secret though, because I don't think either one of us could bottle it. Um. As always, folks, thank you for listening. Uh, I'm going to quote uh, Zach Glazer in the uh, in the text. He goes, "He wants to say publicly that Jerry does a great service, and we are grateful." Well, yes, see, Jerry, you, yeah. you can. And, and Zach also says that you know three reminders might be actually on the low end for you, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> he may be right. He may yeah. be right. He may be right. As it is. All right. Again, Jerry, thank you. Folks, thank you for listening. Thank you for stopping on by. As always, God bless. Roll your dice well. And I will talk with you all tomorrow. Later, folks.